Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. Today, Dr. Forrest presents Dr. Joseph Okalicki, who inspires us with his message, By This Time Tomorrow. I'm Pastor Joseph. Brother Joseph, I like to be called. Just call me Joseph. <laughs> I'm a pastor. I've been pastoring for a long time. Actually, almost all my life, I didn't do any other thing than church ministry. Uh, from the days in school, I've been involved. I was converted as a teenager in the high school. And then we began with the teenage work. From there, we finished. I moved into Bible school, graduated from Bible school, and moved into mission work to different parts of Nigeria. And then became a pastor. And in 1987, I began to pioneer Light of Truth Ministries. And the ministry has been growing with several branches in Nigeria. But apart from pastoring a church, I have a specific calling on leadership. And uh, that has made me to travel uh, among the African nations to different countries in the world for ministers' conferences, leadership teachings, and it's been a blessing doing the work of God and missions. In fact, it's in one of our mission front in Congo that I met evangelist Ricky Leonard, and then the Lord brought us together and it'd be wonderful. And so we began to work together. Presently, we run a conference for about 16 years now, God gave me a vision to set up a platform where ministers will come from all over the world to interact, to connect with one another. And that we're going to achieve more when we do that. Because there are gifts you have that I don't have. There are gifts I have another pastor don't have. By the time we connect with one another, I'll be blessed of your gift. I can't sing as Jane is singing. <laughs> doing wonderfully well. And then I'll be blessed by that ministry. And when I also share my revelations, you might be blessed by it. And so when we connect, we, we, we receive of one another. And then I set up the platform and it's involving a lot of pastors, leaders in Nigeria and outside Nigeria. That's actually one of the reasons Ricky must be in Nigeria every year. Every month of August is always with us. And then the, the meeting has grown. For this year, we had close to 500 ministers and leaders from different places. And then it's wonderful. Praise the Lord. And, and as a church leader and worker, you are free and you have right if you wish to come. I'm extending the invitation openly right now. Though Pastor Scott have to approve you. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. That's all about me. I'm just a pastor, so I do no other thing than pastoring. And then that's the important thing to note. Yeah, that's just the important thing. I don't think. Uh, my wife, I'm married with two children. Um, someone said, you, you, your marriage is not like uh, African. You ought to have five children or six. <laughs> I said, well... <laughs> Maybe I'm a bit of an American. <laughs> I just have two. A boy and a girl. And they are doing very well. My home is fine. 
My wife is also a pastor, but also an educationist. I don't know how you call that. She runs a school. She has an elementary school and a high school. And then she's leading that and has so many staffs under her. And that's what she's doing. So, that's about my family. That's about the church. Light of Truth is located in Benin City. Benin City is a, a town or a city in Edo State, Nigeria. Very simple. You just Google it, Edo State, Nigeria, and then Benin City. And you'll find where we are. Light of Truth Church, we're on Facebook and some social medias. And you can always reach us or contact us. Thank you very much for listening. Now we are in for the word of God. <laughs> Somebody shout a big hallelujah. hallelujah. I like noise. You know, Scott says the, the, the making a joyful noise means say something that is like breaking the ear. I like that. <laughs> that interpretation was so awesome. <laughs> hallelujah. Mighty God, hallowed be thy name. Faithful God, you are worthy to receive all the praise. You alone, you are the air that I breathe. You are the song that I sing. You are the lover of my soul. With you, there is no impossibility. With you, I can move the mountain. Whatever you say. We shall come to pass at the mention of your name. Every knee must bow. I say unchangeable, unchangeable, reliable, reliable. Only you can do what no one can do. Unchangeable, unchangeable, reliable, reliable. Only you can do what no man can do. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. There's nothing impossible unto you. You keep us through the night. No one can deny your greatness and your power. Make me just a wonder, wonder-working God. I can see you everywhere, touching every life, removing every pain. Unchangeable, unchangeable, reliable, reliable. Only you can do what no one can do. Tell someone around you, only God can do what no one can do. No one can do what God can do. Only him. This morning, I'll be speaking on a very simple story. And I want you to follow me because common story that we're all used to. Second Kings chapter 7. And Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then, a lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes, 
but shall not eat thereof. I want you to say it like we do. Say God forbid. Can you say God forbid it? I will see it and I will eat of it. I pray for you this morning. You will not only share the testimony of people. You will share your own testimony. You will not only watch what God is doing, but you will be part and partaker of what God is doing. Very, very important. Let me give you the background of what we're talking this morning. In Israel, there came a time there was famine. It's difficult to explain famine in a developed society. But some of us that have traveled to different villages, we can tell you what famine actually is. It's a situation where people have no food, even when they have the money. You understand me now? That was the case in Israel. Imagine someone with $10,000 looking for just a little portion of rice and can't get it. It's difficult to understand. That's the situation. And people were with money. They were going everywhere. They were looking for what to do. How to get food. No food. If you study chapter 6, you will discover that even two women agreed and ate their children. So sad. It came to a point that it was so terrible. Two women agreed and said, we're going to eat children. Bad situation. Frustrating. And the whole nation was in pain in Israel. And while people were lamenting and crying and thinking of what next, Elisha, the man of God, got up and announced, by this time tomorrow, that same rice that is $10,000 will become $1. Unbelievable. How? So don't blame the army officer who said to Elisha, even if God opened windows and begin to throw food down, can this thing you're saying happen? Because it's how much we're paying right now. And you say tomorrow is going to be $1. How? But I want to tell you the man didn't have an understanding. God actually has windows in heaven. He said, when you pay your tithe, when you bring your tithe and your offering, I will open the windows of heaven. Windows speaks of God's channel of blessing to humanity. And so really, God has windows. And when you open the windows, it's for blessings. But the man didn't understand. So he was saying, even if God has windows, can this thing be? And Elisha was angry and Elisha said, you will see it happen, but you won't take partake of it. You won't eat of it. And the man really saw it, but he didn't eat of it. That's not the message this morning. Just listen to the message. Because it's very simple. By this time, tomorrow, in a very bad circumstance, when people were sharing tears, when people don't know what to do, Elisha saw tomorrow and announce what was going to happen tomorrow. This morning, 
I don't know what happened in your life yesterday. Yesterday may have been bad. Yesterday may not have been too good the way you wanted it. And this moment and what is happening right now around you, you might have situations and circumstances you don't like. But I want to announce to you that tomorrow is coming. And tomorrow is going to be very great in your life. Somebody say, my tomorrow shall be great. I want you to join me preach this morning. Get to five people. Preach to them and tell them, I have a great tomorrow coming. Yes, you don't look at me with what you see today. Tomorrow is coming. And the devil can't stop tomorrow. The devil may have messed up yesterday. He may be messing around right now. But there is a tomorrow that is coming. And the devil cannot do anything about tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be bright. In Israel, they were suffering for food. But Elijah announced, tomorrow there will be abundance. I'm seeing tomorrow right now. I'm seeing many of you looking at me right now. No matter the circumstance, having a great tomorrow. God has asked me to come and announce to Life Faith Church, great tomorrow is coming for you. I'm seeing a great tomorrow. I don't know what you're seeing about your tomorrow. Jesus, the Bible said, because of the joy that was said before him, that he was seeing, he was able to endure the cross. Because he was seeing tomorrow. He was seeing the resurrection morning already. And because he was seeing the resurrection morning, he didn't care about the mockery, about the stabbing, about the beating. He was seeing something different in his spirit. And because he was seeing tomorrow, he was able to endure the cross. Don't allow today's trouble to stop you from seeing your tomorrow. Oh, Makalabaha. Your challenges of today cannot stop the glory of tomorrow. Tomorrow is coming. I'm seeing a wonderful tomorrow around someone. Oh, Saint Paul said, I have, I have a crown set before me. So while he was on earth and was going through persecutions, he was seeing a tomorrow with great crown. And because of the crown he was seeing, he didn't care about the persecution he was going through. Today, there's a problem because people don't see their tomorrow. They are not envisioning their tomorrow. You have to envision your tomorrow. You have to see your tomorrow. No matter the challenge, see your tomorrow. My tomorrow will be great. Can you tell your neighbor my tomorrow will be great? Yes, when tomorrow comes, no one can laugh at you anymore. The challenges of today will become a thing of the past when tomorrow comes. Tomorrow is coming for someone who believe it. But you must see it, you must declare it. You must see it and you must declare it. You must look at your tomorrow, you must see your future. Don't only talk about the things around you now. Begin to see what you are seeing, what you are envisaging to happen in your life. So why the people were crying? Elisha announced, by this time, tomorrow. Things are going to change. So stop bothering and crying over what is happening right now. Tomorrow is coming. Tomorrow is coming. When we began Light of True Church, someone asked me, why are you just pastoring these people 
you don't have university graduates, you don't have lawyers. How is the church going to grow with all these people? I said, you are only seeing today, but tomorrow is coming. Today, to third of the choir are graduates. Hallelujah. Almost the whole pastors are graduates. But years ago, someone used it as a mockery on me. Things they used to laugh at you today, you will look back when your tomorrow comes and you discover that God has done wonderful things for you. Amen. But the challenge today, and I want to announce and emphasize, is that challenges of now should not stop you from seeing your tomorrow. You must see your tomorrow. You must know that tomorrow is coming. Today is not the end of your fate. I will always tell people when you are writing about Joseph, don't put full stop. Always put comma. <laughs> because what God is about to do is greater than what he has done. So what you've seen is just part of it. Always put comma. Don't put full stop. So why will you kill yourself when you know that tomorrow is coming? People commit suicide because they are not seeing tomorrow. They destroy their life because they are not seeing tomorrow. If they were seeing tomorrow, they wouldn't do what they are doing. Mm. Let me go to the issue of how it now happened. The Bible said in verse 3, And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? Now, while this issue was happening, and the famine, and the hunger, and the pain, there were four lepers at the entrance of the city. What you call the city gate. Why are they sitting at the entrance? Because they don't work. They don't have job. They live on welfare. They live on begging. So people, when they are passing, please help us. They will drop some money for them. But now, the people who pass into the city, who go in and out of the city, are facing famine. No food. And so, if the people who should help them doesn't have, who is going to give? So, that's the problem now. So, no food. And their case become worse because they were lepers. They are not permitted by law to enter the city. Because they don't have hands. You know what is leprosy. The hands are chopped off the legs. And so, by law of Israel, they cannot enter the city and mix up with the general public. So they remained, they were quarantined. What do you call quarantine? They were ostracized. I don't know the language you use. <laughs> Is it the same thing? Oh, good. So they were ostracized. They were quarantined to the gate. They have to remain there because of their condition. And so they stayed there all their life. They never thought that anything better could happen. But when famine came, no one could give them. They've been living on welfare. Every time, what government can do for us? What, who can pay the school fees? How will they keep? And so they, they depended on welfare all their life. But now, 
The people given the welfare had no money. And so the reality is done on them. And four of them said to one another, what are we going to do? If we remain here, we will die. Because these people don't have to give us any more. No food in the city. Let us think of something else. And the other one said, if we say let's go to the city, there's hunger in the city. If we say let's continue to be here, we will die. If we also decide to go and walk, we don't have hands and legs. And the fourth one said, listen everyone, we know that we have a common enemy. And the common enemy is the Syrians. And there is food in the Syrian camp. If we go against the Syrians and we succeed, then we'll have enough food. So let's face the enemy and stop running away from the challenge. You must take responsibility about your life. Can I just say something here? Seriously. Those in the city have their problem and those at the gate has their problem. In church, many people believe that people must help them. But it is time for you to take responsibility of your own life. Until you stand up by yourself to take responsibility, you will not develop your faith. Why many people's faith is weak is because they are still depending on people. One of the marks of poverty is to blame people for your misfortune. Until you accept that you are responsible for your life, you will not go forward in life. Until the lepers decided to take responsibility for their life. Your life cannot depend on welfare. Welfare is not bad. Welfare is good. But you're not going to make good life with welfare. Let us be real to ourselves. If people are going to give you everything you need, give you food, give you house, give you this, you will only live as a mediocre in that society. Don't be deceived. You better wake up in your mind. And so the lepers woke up in their mind. But what was interesting is that they decided to challenge their challenge. No food, but the enemy is there and he has the food. Let's face the enemy. Let's go and fight. But how are lepers going to fight? They can't hold cutlass. They can't hold gun. <laughs> they don't even have fingers to form a box. <laughs> but how are they going to fight? I come against the spirit of fear. Every fear that is stopping you from taking step of what God has told you to do. I break that power this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. You will take bold step after this service. People that have no hand, no leg. They took a step to go to Syria for war. But the fact is that they were Israelites. You see. Who you are does not change because of what you are facing. Let me repeat it. They were lepers. I agree. But they were still Israelites by birth. When you're born again, you're born again. It does not matter what you face. Your identity as a child of God cannot be changed by the devil. 
He may buffet your body. He may trouble you. He may, he may take your finances, but you are still a child of God. Amen. The earlier you understand, the better for you. No matter what is going on around you, you are still a child of God. Somebody shout, I am a child of God. I know it. I know it. I'm sure of it. I'm balaka yabaha. Oh, you a child of God. Don't let the devil deceive you that things have changed. No. Circumstances may not be good, but you are still a child of God. You have a right in the kingdom of God. You have a right to the throne room. When, the, when these lepers moved, they took steps to move to Syria. Heaven called for an emergency meeting. And God said to the angels, come around. There's a problem. These four lepers going to Syria. If Syria kill them, they will announce that they have conquered Israel. Because they are Israelites. Nobody will announce on news that they killed lepers. They will say they killed four Israelites. And so we have to defend our name. So it is the name of the God of Israel that is at stake here. It's not about the lepers. It's about our name. So God said, angels, move to Syria. Fight the war for them. And so angels arrived Syria before they got there. <laughs> and the angels made noise in the city. And the city were hearing noise of gun and bullets. And the Bible said, everyone in the city ran away. Each time you take a step, to challenge your talent, God go before you. Before you get there, God is already there. He will solve the problem before you get to the problem. But the issue is that you must take a step. That's why Jesus said, what you agree on earth is what heaven will approve. So the agreement begins here on earth. It starts with you. The issue is not about your ability. It's not about what you can do. No, it's about your boldness to take a step of faith. Tell your neighbor, take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. When you take a step of faith towards your goal, towards your vision, heaven will go ahead of you. It goes ahead of you. So the angels went ahead of the lepers. And they arrived Syria before the lepers ever got near to Syria. And made the people to run away. And the lepers got to Syria. And by the time they arrived Syria, they made clothes on the way and things on the... You know people running for war. So they entered the first building. And you know they've been hungry for long. And so food was their major problem. So when they, they moved into the first house, they ate. And after eating, they moved to the next house. They changed their garment. They put on a new robe. And we're looking beautiful like you are looking this morning. <laughs> some on jeans pants, some on suit. And four of them changed. And then they moved to the next house. They saw gold. They saw silver. And they gathered and gathered. And the other one said to the other person, Hey, God is being faithful. How are we going to continue here eating alone? People in Israel who were donating to us to survive at the gate, they are in hunger and pain. 
let's not continue here like this. Let's go and tell them that something good is happening. Hallelujah. Let's go and inform them. And the Bible said the lepers who were rejected came back to Israel as helpers. <laughs> they came back as what? Helpers. And what was so interesting, the Bible said when they arrived at the gate, the same porters who quarantined them at the gate and they knew them, received them in the king's palace. How? It's amazing. Why? Their status has changed. No one is actually ugly. Circumstances make people to be ugly. That's the truth. When the lepers changed their clothes, ate good food, they arrived back differently. And the potters received them. My question is, has the leprosy gone? The Bible didn't tell us. But they received them in the city. And when they received them in the city, they brought the good news. Everyone is hungry, but listen, in Syria, where we are coming from, there's food. They were doubting them. But the king said, what do we lose? We're already in pain, in famine. So let's give it a try. Let some people follow them. And they followed them to Syria. When they got to Syria, they made that what the lepers said was true. And that was how they brought back food to Israel. And what Elisha prophesied came to pass. Because the food was now surplus that people were paying $1 for what they were paying $10,000 for. And so everyone, their life and status changed because lepers brought good news to the land. Lepers. Oh, Makatabaha. Let me, let me say this. God, God is more than your own ability. He's greater than your, your resources. He's greater than what you can do. But God needs your faith to move on your behalf. God needs you to stand up. You must take action for God to move. Until the lepers moved, God did not move. It was the move of the lepers that challenged God to chase away the Syrians and brought enough food to Israel. But there come another issue. Don't enjoy the goodness of the Lord alone. Tell others about what God is doing. And the, the leper said, if we continue here because things are fine now, it may be dangerous for us. Let's go and inform others that God is wonderful. I have just two prayers this morning. First, we're going to pray anything that discourages you from doing what God wants you to do. God will take it away from your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will no more be discouraged. You will no more be afraid to take steps and accomplish what Jehovah wants you to do. Great tomorrow is coming for someone here. It doesn't matter how it is now, but great tomorrow is coming. You're going to be among those to share testimony about what was in your life and what is happening and how God has turned things around for you. But first, you will see your tomorrow. You will envisage what God will do in your life. You have to see it in your mind. You have to see it in your mind. Isaiah spoke and he said, stretch the, the curtains of your mind, the cause of your mind. Elastinate. Open your mind. 
draw it out. See it differently. And when you see it, take a step. When you see it, step out. Because when you are seeing it and you refuse to step out, it's just the same. There's nothing different. But when you are seeing it and you take a step, the heaven arises for you. Bow down your head. Say, Lord, take away every form of discouragement. Take away every form of fear. Help me to see my tomorrow and to take step. Yes, I want you to pray. Wherever you are right now. Wherever you are right now. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you envision your tomorrow. Envision your tomorrow. I'm seeing great tomorrow here. I'm seeing Katalabaha. Your age is not a limitation. God is bigger than man. God is bigger than your age. 1,000 years is like a day before the Lord. He can start from where you are now. The Holy Spirit can do something new in your life. Elisha announced by this time tomorrow. Tomorrow is coming. Tomorrow is coming. A great tomorrow is coming for someone. In Father, take away any form of discouragement. Take away every form of fear. In Jesus' name. Can you please open your eyes? I want to disturb you a little bit. Can you stand on your feet? Stand up on your feet. You're going to do something now in the form of prayer. Be very prophetic. You will take step. Listen, take it anywhere you can. You will take three steps and say, Lord, I take a step to accomplish what you have given me to do. And you will take that step and you say, from now, fear will not stop me. Discouragement will not stop me. I step out by faith to obey you and to accomplish what you want me to do. Now, listen, you're going to pray it in your own language. But you need to move from where you are. It's a demonstration of what your faith is saying. Do you understand me very well? So, you, you're going to take a step by yourself. Don't march on someone. <laughs> Don't march on someone. Don't say I told you to take a step. So, you must look around you. But just take a step to your front or back or side, wherever is convenient. But take a step and say, Lord, I'm taking step. Fear will not limit me. Discouragement will not stop me. I step out to accomplish what you want me to do. In the name of Jesus. Can you please do it now? Just take a step anywhere, anyhow. Take a step. Yes. Anyhow, you can take that step. Take that step. I will not be discouraged. I will not stop, be stopped by fear. Nothing will hinder me. Anywhere you can take the step, take the step. But pray the prayer. Make the declaration in your spirit, in your mouth. Yes. Declare something. Declare something in your spirit. Say it, let the heaven hear you. Say it, let Jehovah hear you. Amen. 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 May God give you abundance in your tomorrow in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
as you've taken this step, God give you boldness and faith to take the step physically in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No challenge will stop you from doing what Jehovah wants you to do. I release you into the realms of faith. You will accomplish great things in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Open your eyes. Let me just tell you this. If God will arise to defend lepers who have no hand and no legs, what about you? God used lepers to bring victory to a nation. People that were ostracized, guaranteed, that had no right to associate with people, became the helpers of that society. I, I don't know who you are, but you will become a helper to your society. I pray for you. You become a helper to your land, to your vicinity, to your city, in the name of Jesus Christ. May God raise you up and make you a voice in this land. Make you a voice. Make you a voice. And people will say, well, we used to know him. Ah, we, knew, we know him. We know him. It doesn't matter how they knew you. What is important is what God is doing now. No matter how they knew you, it's not important. The lepers were known at the gate as lepers. But right now, when they came back, they become the helpers of the society. You can imagine where the government of Israel were calling them. How, how did you see the city? So, do you think we have enough food there? They were the people responding because no other person went to the city of Syria. It was the lepers. They were the ones to give advice economically to a nation of Israel. The same people that no one wanted to see became the friends to even the king because the Lord visited them. I bless you this day. As you take the step of faith, may God make you a helper to your society. And I pray again for you. Stretch your hand towards me. You will not hold back good, the good things that the Lord is doing in your life. May Jehovah help you to share your testimony among the living. In the name of Jesus. No believer here will hold back the good things that the Lord is doing in his or her life. May the Lord help you to share it and to help your society to come to the knowledge of Christ. Open your eyes. Sometimes I like sharing some practical testimony. In my 50th birthday, some people say, are you up to 50? I'm up to 50. <laughs> yeah, I'm up to 50. In my 50th birthday, something shocking happened. We used a hotel. In the hotel or, or hotel hall where we used, there were a team of ministers that came, pastors. And there was a very prominent pastor in Benin City. Has a large crowd and a very large congregation. Nothing touched me that day than what happened. And he said, I'm going to shock Pastor Joseph. And uh, I know all of you know me. We said, yes, you're on television. It's on different uh, networks. He said, but people didn't know how I got born again. And everybody was looking. He said, some years ago, I was an unbeliever. And I had difficulties. And I wanted to kill myself. I was contemplating how to hang myself. But there was a girl that lives in my compound. 
And the girl came and said, we have a program in church, and I want you to come. He said, I didn't want to come, but somehow I just felt like following him her, to the church. And the church is light of true church. He said, I attended the church, and that's how I saw Pastor Joseph preaching. And I gave my life to Christ. So you don't know that I am your convert, but I'm telling you now that that is exactly what happened in my life. I was about to commit suicide. Why a, pers a, a girl, not even a married woman, a young girl, one young girl just extended an invitation. That was how I came. And after that service, I decided not to die again. And today, this is what the Lord has done. I was touched. I was shocked. I never knew he was my convert. I used to know him that he worshipped with me some time ago, but I didn't know that he was directly my convert. But that's not the touching news. The touching news is who brought him to, the, to Christ. She wasn't among the workers in church. She was just a new convert in the church. She wasn't up to a year old in our church. But she extended the invitation. And the invitation saved a man who was about to commit suicide. Why are you holding back? I challenge everyone today. Go and tell your society what God is doing here. You may not know who you are saving. You may not know who you are helping. By that invitation, something could happen with someone. That testimony touched me. Because I was wondering, look at how great God has taken this young man. Now he's so great, financially and otherwise, because one new convert invited him to church. The invitation you extend to someone, you may not know what God will do with it. Don't stay alone in the presence of God. God is visiting us. God is doing something wonderful in our life. But I challenge you, share it with others. Let them hear of what God is doing here. I bless you in the name of the Lord. From this service, you will go to places, you will take nations. And you become a helper to your society. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's message titled, By This Time Tomorrow. If you would like to hear more about Faith Life Fellowship and access more teachings, you can visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.